0: Robert your friend is too funny what I mean his views are obviously reprehensible but there's just enough truth to make me examine myself in a critical light plus he's hilarious and thus oddly likable
1: huh? huh well it's a it's a, it's a it's a pleasure to meet you as well ma'am. <laughs> About the little change. Do what's the soul and a little make a change. You can't make a change unless you got the little change. Do what's the soul and a little make a change. You can't make a change unless you got the little change. Do what's the soul in a little make a change. We started from the bottom talking about the roots. Every time I'm
2: in the <laughs> <laughs> Howdy Ho, neighborinos. Welcome back to the Boondocks Podcast. Today we are discussing season three, Episode eleven, the lovely Ebony Brown. In which Granddad finds a black woman so beautiful and charming, not even ruckus can hate her. Ebony Brown is perfect in every way. So is this the end of Granddad's long, sad, desperate search for a woman? Not if he can help it. (laughs) But before that, y'all know what it is. How you living?
3: What you doing?
2: How you feeling? Happy November. Happy November. It's almost the end of the year already. It's
3: nuts. I don't know how that's it. Like the last two years just don't feel like
2: real time anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told my husband, you have to take that off the amount of time it takes for you to divorce me and replace me with a younger model because <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> so, And he said, if anything, it exceeds, it excels that period of time. <laughs> Y'all know how it is. Y'all know what's up. Uh, ah. Yeah. Any current uh, events? any news y'all want to discuss
3: did Did you see the was it Kanye and Justin Bieber and Marilyn Manson doing like a prayer thing together on stage
2: the other day? Who's Kanye <laughs> oh, 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 you mean yay? yeah, oh, yeah, God, that, that girl <laughs> I'm fucking around. uh no, I did not. I, no, I don't I even know not. what that was, honestly. <laughs> No, i did see kim k is supposedly oh, yeah. at least the press is running with oh my god They're she's not dating i don't Jesus. think so either That's girl
4: so i don't
2: just fucking so I, and I don't even think that i think he's not his, yeah
4: he's not brown enough agreed I, she has a preference agreed. she and absolutely care if he has a big does. dick it, but it, i don't
5: if he keeps tattooing looping. himself <laughs>
4: No, he keeps taking them off. He's actually taking his, his tattoos oh, off. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It
5: is I, don't, I don't keep up with Pete Davidson too much.
2: It's probably Watch him tweet his ancestry tomorrow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of those things where she's really depressed after the divorce, and he like makes her laugh, so she's let's just do some stupid for a little while. But my sister's all serious with her new boyfriend, so oh, I think they're Beyonce. just say.
4: they're yeah they're not serious. They're annoying, right? Um, don't be fair. <laughs> she's just happy she just happens to have a little bit of a little bit of the uh, spotlight, uh, but yeah. that's just until the new shows come out. Her being with Pete Davidson is totally, t- because she was just on SNL, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. did a good job. That makes sense to say now they're friends and she has a new show coming out soon.
3: Did you watch it? I haven't watched I, that episode of SNL it. yet.
4: Yeah, it was really good. She did a great job. Good. She did a really, right. really, 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 I was surprised, but I. she did good. And good writers, I'm sure, to help her have content that she she would have done well in. But it was good. And plus, she has so much money that you could have hired the best acting coach ever (laughs) to make you somewhat, um, somewhat likable or hold the position well. But she she did really good. I always, Um,
3: I always wonder when somebody who is definitely not an actor goes on a show like that. Like, I wonder how much work ahead of time, you know, that she's been acting forever because all I'm of that vapidness bab- cannot be yeah, no. yeah. she's too fucking smart to be that dumb yeah. i i don't know i haven't really watched saturday night live regularly for a while because they were using too many people that weren't very funny i don't know how to say that it they it was hit or miss with me i'll say it that way mm. and and it was more miss than hit so i stopped watching it regularly but i've been catching pieces here and there more and more lately now that we don't have regular tv and whatever streaming service has SNL, it'll show me clips randomly. <laughs> oh, for
4: sure. Yeah, YouTube shows you, yeah, it's probably the YouTube TV. Kind of it, but Yeah, the last one it, we watched yeah, was the one um, with
5: Jason Sudeikis.
3: We did watch that one, yeah. Yeah.
4: That was a recent one. Okay, so yeah, that was the most recent mm-hmm. one. That one was really good. Was that- and that actually you? leads me into Sorry. what I made Hubby do the other day. We watched every single, ooh we what's up with that? Yeah, um, Every single one every single one That shit's hilarious to me tell, he's looking at the only me one like, wow, i ever saw so i was like i don't know <gasps> oh i know so funny jason Sudeikis doing the runner man and the, <laughs> okay. and the roger rabbit <laughs> yes. and all that shit is it's hilarious that was
5: the first um, time i had ever seen it again like that, like you said we, we haven't watched we, any yeah
4: yeah so
2: it probably wasn't super funny to you guys it was because... still funny
5: it was it was funny but it, yeah, it was I, I i think it was a little confusing as well
2: yes definitely and then my sister told me uh, Lindsay Cunningham was actually on SNL. On it, yes. Yes. And you she, know, I was like,
4: oh, my God, that's what he looks like? That's what he is? That's what he... Like, yeah.
2: And then she it, goes, was that the funny. Kim K episode that he was on? I think it was. And then she's um, like...
4: No, it wasn't the. It was that one. Okay. Because it was the one with Jason Sudeikis on it.
2: No, no, no. Not the one with What's Up With That. The one where Lindsay Cunningham actually shows up. Because it used to always be, oh, my God, I can't think of the the guy's name. It's not Jason yeah, Sudeikis, yeah. but the one SNL guy would always play Lindsey C- Buckingham, Buckingham. Yeah, they were both
4: Cunningham. on there. Okay. They, they were both on the same episode but, with Jason Sudeikis. But
2: Lindsey wasn't I on the one it. with Jason. Like, he wasn't on yeah, the he show. Yeah, he
4: came on at the end. Did when. He? So during the What's Up With That clip um, skit, when he all of a sudden introduces people that aren't on the show,
2: oh, he introduced out. the real
4: Lindsey Lindsay uh, Buckingham.
2: Get out. I did not even catch Lindsay that. Lindsey
5: Buckingham from... Uh, Fleetwood Mac?
2: Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. every episode of What's yeah. Up with That, they would have an SNL character playing Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> but every t- he would ask Lindsey like a deep, provocative question. But every time before he could answer, they would break into "What's Up with That." Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, was, yeah. Like, nobody
4: else <laughs> gets to say anything. Like he breaks into the song, and none- and nobody that he has there is that he actually talks to so he goes oh i'm sorry my buddy i didn't get to you didn't get to him the whole time and then he's like come on don't be mad don't be mad and then he starts smiling yeah it's actually hilarious like it's yes yeah especially when he came on and they were dressed exactly like hubby goes wait a minute is that how he really dresses and i'm like hubby i'm sure <laughs> that they gave him that on the show i'm sure lindsey buckingham doesn't wear that every day but uh yeah really it I, he know only hubby hubby knows he just left to go to the store but I made him literally watch every single What's Up With That. I love it. Like, back to back. Eat an
3: edible and then not let him go to sleep yet. Well, Let's I'll watch, watch. Him. Let's I'll watch him. watch I'll watch it. I have no issue with it.
5: <laughs> I know there are some issues. with uh, the, the Some of the Bill humor in, in there is falls flat for me, but...
3: Mm, that's why I was saying, like, yeah. it's hit or miss for me, but...
5: I think my I'm still my fan just because I love John Mulaney, is like, when he was at the at the wedding and doing the, and dancing.
4: So Bill Hader played Lindsay Buckingham. Yes! All the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah, so he's
5: fucking They were on funny. there together. If you by the way, if you haven't really seen if you haven't Lindsay seen broke
4: into if you haven't seen uh, Barry, go watch it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was one of the better ones. But yeah, that was when I really fell in love with SNL probably was during that time of Will Ferrell. and, mm. and then it all rolled into when it was like the The years of the women, Amy Poehler, and yeah, Kristen Wiig, and then just moved in, and now it's newer people, but it's people that I can recognize from other things, like somebody who used to be on MTV, Mikey Day. He's on there, and he's killing it. He used to be on like Wilding Out when it first started, way way back in the day, (laughs) and he is killing. Like he came on, and immediately he was part of the right. He was in everything, but he's so good. They have this one Asian guy who's very clearly part of LGBTQ Mm plus community, and. He's funny as hell too, and you don't normally see someone of the Asian descent who is a lead character or a lead or lead actor on a sketch show like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Bowen and Yang, uh, I was mad about Bo. <laughs> He stole right. our granddaddy. Well, we on Trash Talking podcast always do a character, Granddaddy Longlegs, and he did that Daddy Longlegs skit, and it was so fucking funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: with the bug
2: assembly.
4: He yeah, he is he's really funny. That, that, yeah, his uh. It's they, they're doing. I think they're getting back into because they're they're allowing more diversity, and they're getting younger and younger. Not too young, but younger and younger people that'll be a part of the show. And then they're also allowing them the opportunity to create more of what their sketches and things like to have more. I guess kind of equity within what they're doing, which then turns out better content. I think so. And then when we have so much shitty go- stuff going on, they have all the content that they need to within pop culture and political mm-hmm. scene. But oh yeah,
5: yeah. Joest and Shade do really do, do a really oh. good job. <laughs>
4: Yeah, love Colin Joe's. Oh my gosh, love him so much. They had this past episode or two episodes ago where uh, the devil J- Jason Sudeikis played right. devil. Yep. Oh yeah. And he basically he made a joke to Colin Joe's. Hey, don't let us forget how you got you it know Scar how you got oh, Scarlett. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like they made a fact. Right. I was like that is that's funny. Yeah, and that was totally ad libbed. Like you can tell when they ad lib on there, but Jost and and Che are just the greatest mm-hmm. like the weekend update is definitely my favorite to watch especially
2: on their end of the year closer where they yes. write each other's jokes yes oh, yeah. it's <laughs> always the best oh my god i cannot wait
4: for for is, you're gonna get me killed <laughs> gonna get me killed, with yeah, like he's, that's what's gonna happen. So uh, pretty exciting i found out on friday i was driving to sonora which is a beautiful 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 part of california that i've never been in And I got the message, it's crazy driving there, like it's mountains. So all of a sudden it went from like just regular road to these sharp 20 mile per hour turns. And I'm listening to Eminem and I'm just like focused on on cruise control. And I'm like, oh, wait, okay, cannot be looking at my phone while I'm driving. So (laughs) I got the original message while I was driving and I just responded by voice like, oh, my God, thank you. That's so cool. Let me know. And then put my phone down and slipped my mind until later that evening Mm -hmm. when we were uh, getting to the campground and people were saying hi and whatnot and I may or not I may have had a shroom maybe I don't know um and so all of a sudden I was like hey hey, hey. everybody listen to me at the <laughs> like it just changed my mind like right there and yeah so hubby goes oh my god so yeah a couple things that I'm claiming I am doing more I think I've kind of manifested things to happen so I'm claiming them and uh, yeah that's oh, really cool should. yeah
2: that is really that's cool Something I hate is people who try and say, oh, my God, MJ's so arrogant. I can't believe she's on here celebrating herself. Bitch. Nobody says that shit. People (laughs) people do. People absolutely do. (gasps) Fuck Haters. They absolutely do. But it's like, And guess what?
4: I love you guys. Because you guys, (laughs) you know, everybody needs haters. Like Cat Williams said. If you don't move up from
2: seven haters to 15, you're not doing (laughs) shit right. So keep it coming. Mm -hmm. Or like I say, you know you're the shit when the flies arrive. So... Hey. keep it going i keep like it that going. right actually
4: i can swatch you down i can get one of those um have you guys seen those fly guns that mm-hmm. shoots like salt water salt. Of those. yeah yeah i feel like that's
3: something, something you've you had before or you've done the fly swatters but you shoot salt at them and
5: no i've seen i've seen those seen guns them. i think i saw what was that think
4: geek used to sell yeah that's right that's right they're awesome. You shouldn't get that much excitement, but sometimes <laughs> when the flies are just way too aggressive, it is a little, you of enjoyment out of it. But to that point of the haters, the haters can say what they want, but I am also the biggest supporter of those people that I love and I believe in as well. And Absolutely. if you knew me on a personal level, which you don't, then you would know that about me. But keep being haters and keyboard gangsters.
3: I can honestly say that both of you are huge inspirations for me. Like I, I said it on Twitter the other day, but uh, I once we move and settle in, I'm going to be starting up my own consulting kind of thing but for basically for IEP consultations and like families of children with big behaviors and things like that just like my quote-unquote special interest and also to use that as a way to get research done if I do decide to continue along my educational path and I'm saying these weird these words so weirdly because it's hard to describe that I'm in a master's program that is designed to lead to a PhD, but I don't have to get a PhD. But hmm. if I go for a PhD, I'm going to need to get some kind of
2: income. Okay. I didn't see that, Yeah, but I saw <laughs> the book. Connected. I saw you say, I'm going to write a book. Yep. The book I was is like, connected yes, to. Yeah. So if you guys need SEO, I'm here. Also- love,
4: And write a book for sure. Yeah. You have a lot to be able to share in different experiences. So I think that'd be awesome. And yes, and then- you. Look, having an income after your true passion and purpose is huge because you want to be able to do what you're passionate about and what your purpose
3: I have never tried to start my own business. I've never thought about something like that. I don't know very many people who have. Most of the people that I know are, for lack of a better phrase, wage slaves. We work jobs that we work because we need to have the paycheck that we have, not because we love what we do. And I am really hoping to love what I do. So,
2: yeah. It's <laughs> it's a, it's a anyway. privilege. I'm not going to pretend it's not and I'm not going to pretend I could have gotten out here and started my own business without my mom first saying quit that fucking job. You don't deserve that shit. Quit that job and then my husband finally getting on board. But to MJ's point and also to the point I was driving when I said to her, I hate when people say don't promote yourself. Girl, Like you said, you know what you know and you're good at what you're good at. You Mm -hmm. stating that is fabulous. And anyone who takes issue with it is dismissive of your experience, your education, your journey. They can eat a whole dick, okay? A
4: whole dick. (laughs) A whole bag of them. Um,
2: But yeah, And and it's that too. But I
4: myself would not want to work with somebody or put my money into somebody who is not confident in what the hell that Mm they do. Why would I want to do that? Why, if it's too much right, you should do it, not run away from it. And the kind of, and the way that I see it is old me before me, really knowing what my purpose was and just doing the day-to-day jobs and doing some success to make other people look good. I definitely would have taken offense to some, somebody saying something, Mm -hmm. but not even what 10 months ago, I took offense to what somebody had to say about us on, about me on here. However, Mm -hmm. I take it now as you're just nowhere near the journey that I've gone on or that I've been accountable to put myself into. You're nowhere near that. You don't even know that there's a journey that you're supposed to be going on yourself and you're unhappy because if you really want to know, you'd be really hating on me for a lot of stuff that goes well in my life. People, I think when I tell them that we are on going into what our second year of this pod and that we have people that are close to the show and to the the creation of what we what we're discussing every week, know that we're out there and that we're doing something that a lot of people, when I tell them about the pod, they go, wow, that is that's interesting. I really want to listen to that. Or I haven't thought about that show in a while, but it was my favorite. Or wow, it is going to be interesting to see how it relates to today's world. That's something that I know that we are all very proud of. Yeah. And that if you are once again mad about somebody else's accomplishments, then maybe you should look at why you're not uh, proud of any accomplishments that you may have.
2: Um, I like that. Totally agree. And And it's uh, gonna tie uh, into this episode. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yep. (laughs) This
3: is that was perfect. That was almost (laughs) like we had planned a segue Mm -hmm. because looking what I'm watching the time and having producer man next to me. I am very aware of how long (laughs) we are taking things. And it's almost like the perfect timing, right? When he was he was like, finger was going up. It was about to start circling. (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. she's doing it. She's doing it right now. (laughs) <laughs> hey,
4: it just uh, happens naturally. Yeah. You know, it's that's part, the,
3: we can it's just slow. feel it at this point. We're starting to get the, yeah. the timing and rhythm and blah, 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 blah. Get after it. I'm getting it. Like, all right. All right. <sighs> the lovely Ebony Brown, season three, <laughs> Hill, episode 11. We start with Robert typing up a Facebook post telling how he's leaving the platform because he's had nothing but bad luck with the women he's attempted to date on there, despite the fact that he was... An astrophysicist, a soccer star, an ex UFC welterweight champion, with very bad Photoshop, and all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, I'm sorry I didn't pick this clip, or any of us did, because we should have. I hate when people do this shit. Just take your ass off the platform. Right. Shut the fuck up. Right? But that we actually, That it, it was
3: funny too because if you are actually deleting your profile, whatever you're typing up is gonna be deleted not with it. See. Right? Exactly. Nobody's going fucking thought. see. It.
2: Yeah. But they <laughs> yeah. always come back within a
3: week. Right. All right. Next, we have Robert at the park with Tom and Ruckus getting ready to go jogging. Tom mentions that he saw Robert's Facebook post. Ruckus says that the only reason Robert is having so many issues is that he's dating black women and that he can never be happy that way. Tom tries to defend Robert, but Ruckus says Tom's only happy because he got himself a white woman. Basically saying that Tom can't say anything because he married a white woman, (laughs) which I know the point of that in the show is because who Tom is aspiring to whiteness without actually having that kind of overtness of ruckus. That's, I love that Tom tried to say, there's nothing wrong with black women. And ruckus is, you married a white woman. What's up? Uh (laughs)
4: He's shut up. Boy, (laughs) shut up. Like, really. Basically, he said, eat a dick. Yeah, a yeah.
3: little bit. Yeah. Robert is ready to start jogging, but he needs, but he realizes he needs to tie his shoes. As he's doing so, a gorgeous black woman comes jogging up and stops at the park bench where Robert is tying his shoes. She introduces herself as Ebony Brown. Robert comes home and excitedly tells the boys about Ebony. The boys arm up. They just think that any girl that granddad is going to bring over. Oh, that was something I forgot to mention that. When he was doing that Facebook post, he was talking about all these horrible women that he had met, not caring the fact that he was lying to them, too. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, Riley tells Granddad to be careful because she's only after his money. Huey tells him that he should just take it slow and get to know her. Basically, don't bring her back here until she's safe, because they've had kidnapping attempts and murder attempts and all kinds of shit just because Granddad has a type (sighs) Ebony and Robert pull up to the restaurant for their first date and Ebony's door is opened by none other than the valet, Uncle Ruckus. At first, he insults her by referring to her as a chimpanzee and a monkey and settling on Negro female. Just then, Robert gets out of the car and asks Ruckus how he has so many jobs. He pulls Ruckus aside to talk to him.
1: Robert Freeman, I swear, every time I'm ready to count you amongst the smartest of the accursed sons ham, you managed to prove me wrong. Won't you leave us alone tonight, ruckus? You're not going to ruin this for me. We're just going to get to know each other. <gasps> oh, really? Really? Well, I'll tell you everything you need to know right now. She got kids, she got a police record, and she got debt up to her wide nostrils. Well, we'll see about that. But you just leave us alone.
3: Very important that he says that. <laughs> so... I love that this is, because when they were at the park, Ruckus was like, yeah, leave the black woman, leave him alone. And then all of a sudden Robert has a black woman again. So of course he's, what the hell is wrong with you? And I just love that Robert's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. Nothing
2: more than that. Dude, come on, let me just, let me get some, she's beautiful. That he whipped out the accursed Sons of Ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mormon shit. Yeah, yeah. Robert heads inside the
3: restaurant with Ebony. In an effort to get to know her and put Rex's claims to rest in one fell swoop, he asks her about kids and arrest record and debt. She has none of those things. Robert then excuses himself <laughs> to go to the bathroom. i to her. I love how just, like, confident she was. And mm-hmm. I wish I'd written down exactly what she said, but just basically, like, answering out of order, too, which isn't... Okay, just, sorry, my high brain, autistic brain just caught on something. It's usually when someone asks you like three things in a row, you're going to answer it in the order that they asked you. So that's interesting.
4: I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's what my brain does. I think, because he, did he, because I think the way that he asked left it where she'd be like, okay, guess what? There's none of this, there's nothing. Like she just picked up at the last thing, yeah. Yeah. But um, perfect credit and perfect credit. perfect credit.
3: credit, yeah. Robert excuses himself to go to the restroom. Uh, tells Ruckus that he's wrong Ruckus says he needs to question her which of course Robert tells him not to but he does and does it anyway when Robert goes into the bathroom he has a confrontation with the bathroom attendant about tipping and I know that this was basically just like a throwaway scene just to pass a little bit of time to show that Ruckus was talking to her while he's in there but it was still funny as fuck
2: <laughs> and I forget what it's called, y'all. Yeah, because I, I went to school for writing. Mm-hmm. It's like a. It's one of the things you do to establish a character. Do you remember back in the episode where they snuck into the movie theater, when Robert gets in the argument with the guy about the popcorn and having to get his right. own butter? Yeah. It's like a <laughs> continual theme that strengthens his character. Oh, I'm paying. I shouldn't have to tip i shouldn't have to get my own butter for my popcorn i didn't ask you for this so therefore Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. yes
6: you shouldn't tip five dollars to the guy in the bathroom
2: especially when all they do is turn on the water and hand you the
4: shit like i see if like i'm buying like i'm getting some lotion i'm getting sprayed down cigarettes or something (laughs) yeah like you should be able to walk out the bathroom with hella shit for five dollars really
2: I used to give them big tips, like $5 tips, $10 tips, and stuff, only because I never had to be the bathroom girl, but I was the table girl. Like, mm-hmm, I used to bring, mm-hmm. when you ordered bottles, I'd bring you the bottle. It's not a <laughs> cocktail waitress. It's I was like,
4: girl, you were a good bottle, sir. You just girl, like, add a table and a service.
2: That's what it is. Nope. I did not like it. They quickly moved me off of it because I was like, I do not like it because you have to sit on their laps. Ew. They, yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. That shit. Like, you're supposed to, you don't have to do anything, but like, in that job role if you take it you are expected to give them a good experience not, not sucking people's dicks and shit but like you were expected to like flirt and yeah. nope don't do it sit on their lap nope not doing it not me not Lindsay. Mm, <laughs> sorry yeah. can so i have I'm sure sure gave some handy jays. <laughs> yeah oh yeah um. Yes, that's why they moved me out, because there were other girls in the club who were willing to work VIP. I was not going to, quote unquote, work VIP. Sorry, not sorry. And I don't judge anyone who does. Get that guap, but it just was not me. But having been experienced those kinds of jobs or clean up we saw stay after hours and clean up mm. and still party with people mostly people do coke at that time i hate to, to tell you guys yeah, but that's man. what they do
4: yep um, i work just, in
2: bars yeah <laughs> being in that life you get it right I, yeah i wasn't a
3: fan i didn't do it but also i knew exactly why they were doing it because people yeah. are fucking assholes and you up until six o'clock in the morning
2: and call centers are a different kind oh, of hell with yeah. a specific type of Karen. So I also Oh get yeah, that. I get call centers and restaurants, so I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. So that's why I tip in restaurants. Yep.
4: Like I try to make sure, people like, leave money, and I'm like, that's all you're going to leave? Yeah. he's like, did. And I'm like, come <laughs> on, babe, we used to do this, but. They are paid to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely now, a 20% why? tipper, like,
3: as the, like, where my, my average is. Like, sometimes mm. a little higher, very rarely lower, because the minimum wage for restaurant workers is like two bucks. It, two bucks and change, almost everywhere across the country.
6: Service we get don't—they don't do checkbacks. They don't do. I got to ask them five times. Like, oh yeah, no, if there's you're doing a job, shitty job, service I will gets a tip less tip. tip well for doing absolutely,
4: your job. and that's part of the problem. When you've done it, you are like, wait a yeah. minute—it's been three yeah, minutes. She sad. is not back with my soda. Yeah, it is seven minutes. Appetizers are supposed to be done right now. Fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, so absolutely. As well, but yeah, but I get you. But yeah, some of the the women that have worked in like strip clubs or whatnot that are in the bathroom—they're usually older, and so. I I will try to compensate, but $5 and all you did was hand me a napkin and turn on the water? I don't know. I honestly
3: don't think I've ever been anywhere that had a bathroom attendant while I was there. I've been to a few places that had that service available during, I guess, certain times or whatever, but we didn't go at those times. (laughs) Or it would be like a fancy hotel that some roller derby thing was happening in, which was ridiculous because we'd all be walking around in fishnets with all the fancy people. But, you know, that would be like the extent of, I don't know, I've never been, never really been anywhere fancy, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I tend and, to like the, the, the dive bars and the strip oh, clubs same. that you can't see where you're like walking.
6: I've been at half hat where strip clubs. That's why I'm like not tipping do $5 unless you like are spraying me down to cologne. I've never been to a strip so club with an hands. attendant in the bathroom. I'm not tipping 5 I, I
3: no. go to the dive bar strip clubs too, though. Like I, the fancy <laughs> yeah. ones well, make me uncomfortable.
4: Yeah, most of them out here, like if we're just going to one in Sacramento, they damn for sure, they barely have a bathroom. So they damn for sure don't have a bathroom attendant. Right. But this is like Vegas level. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Where, I've never, I
3: don't like, think yeah. I've ever actually gone to see, I've seen burlesque in Vegas, but I don't think I've ever seen more than showgirl type stuff, Oh just no funny. God.
2: And I'm just talking about (laughs) basic downtown Rochester. I always say the whole of Rochester is a ghetto. The suburbs are very, 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 very wealthy. But the city is very, 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 very ghetto, although there are a lot of rich people there, too. Someone I used to date told me Rochester had, at that time, the biggest disparity between wealth and poverty in the country. At that time, I guess. But, like, these clubs, I think, would just do it to try to emulate class like it was Mm -hmm. pretty much everywhere if you went out dancing like I wasn't going anywhere fancy I was just going to the popular nightclubs doing hood rat shit with my friends so (laughs) and they would always just have the bathroom attendant and they never badgered you or bugged you to tip or anything like the jar sat there on the bathroom counter and you would just put whatever in
4: I think New York's a little different and that's why people mm -hmm. always say it's one of the best cities in the world because of that that culture like, they try to keep a certain culture going.
2: Well, I mean, there's New York. and Yeah, Rogers. San Francisco. And, and then everything else, yeah. 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 yeah.
4: Yeah. That's that part. Hubby just pointed something else out. We don't go to clubs anymore either, so that could oh, be.
2: hell no. Hell could be in
4: no. every single club right now. Right, right. Every Very true. Night. I don't I go to,
3: idiot. yeah. I'm old I, and broken, yeah. and the clubs that I do go in are usually, again, dive bars or
2: goth clubs. Yep. So <laughs> and that's the only place i want to be i do i never do i want to that kim kardashian skit they did on snl yeah, where, where she will sleep yeah yep that's it she, that's the tweet that the other one had to shit, the yeah. other one had to shit. <laughs> yeah.
4: you've got to watch it I'm gonna, yeah, like, i want to yeah i i'm gonna have to <laughs> so you have to watch it but once again dean's probably this is nothing yeah, he's here. doing that,
3: the up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Robert runs out of the bathroom with the attendant screaming, "You lucky! I can't leave this restroom, nigga." Like, mm. yeah. how intimidating is the bathroom attendant, though? Really? Right. So you work in the bathroom. he, you're right. He heads back to the table and he sees Ruckus interrogating Ebony. He runs over and tells him to leave. At this point in the show, so there are literally like three words that hurt my heart. And one of them was in this episode. And I know a lot of people don't hear this word and think negativ- ne- negatively about it. But the word R-E-T-A-R-D is a word that should not ever be applied to a human being in my, not just my personal opinion, but also my professional opinion. And so it, that, that word showed up in this episode in relation to ruckus. And I just wanted to point that out and, and move on. But I wanted to point that out.
2: Totally Um, agree. but And it is still rampant in black culture. A lot of people say it. I don't know about white culture. I don't know what y'all do. But black culture, people say it still.
3: I think white culture is saying it a lot less now because it's, they will point it out to each other because it's not a racial thing. It's easy. Oh, I can call out that white person for the stupid white thing they said. It had nothing to do with race. So therefore, Mm -hmm. so I see that a lot. There, There are movements where it's, God, what is it? I don't know I've seen it I've seen a couple things I can't think of right now but it's like the movement to end the word and it's the r word and yeah so yeah that's that is something that has been a part of my entire life that has bothered me my entire life so I always try to call people out when they do that because there is no need for that word to ever be applied to a human because not even science does that anymore
2: totally agree yeah
3: it's not the s word dean says (laughs)
2: Uh. <laughs> which I had
3: forgotten about until
2: he said it what's the S word?
3: spear shucker
4: remember?
2: oh the okay oh, that one's <laughs> Where it, it was like
4: I was dunking. how's a nigga gonna borrow a fire? how do you right. know?
3: <laughs> but he, he would say the S word but he yeah he... Fucking spirit. Okay. Anyway, so Robert tells him to leave. Ebony says that she finds Ruckus funny, even though his views are reprehensible, and that his but his views help her take a look at herself critically. This was our our opening little thing (laughs) because it the way that Ruckus responded to this was just hilarious. He was not just surprised, but honestly looked like he was like starstruck all of a sudden, like. This beautiful woman was just nice
4: to me, despite the fact that she's a black woman. Not to say she they drew, was animated, but they did draw her where she was attractive. And I don't know yep. if it was just because of her whole demeanor. She wasn't one of the crazier ones or what, but it was like, okay, I can see it. And then part of me was like, why don't you with old ass grandpa?
3: I was actually wondering that myself. Like it did seem, I understood why, where suspicion would come from all of their friends when this beautiful woman just picks up an old
2: man at the park. Listen. <laughs> As a girl with a husband who's seven years older than her. And, and I did it is told, like 20
3: yeah.
5: easy yeah. years it doesn't older. Doesn't it looks like oh.
2: maybe more than that. No.
5: Uh, he yeah, went he, to the doctor and he hadn't been to they said he hadn't been to the doctor in 57 years. And this next <laughs> one. So all right. So
3: uh, he's like in his 70s still, and she's maybe in her 30s. Maybe still, 40s.
2: At one point I didn't go through with it, but I was sem- I was talking to, right? We weren't dating, but I was talking to a politician, and he- I had to be maybe 25. Eight at that time, and he had to be maybe 50 something, obviously going through a midlife crisis. But I didn't <laughs> like him because of daddy issues. Mm-hmm. I have always, my first boyfriend was a year younger than me, but I have always liked older men. Why? Because they vibe on a different level than men my age, and that's no shade to anyone my age. At 35 now, mm-hmm. sure, I would probably meet men who are more on my maturity level, but when I was in my 20s, look at the shit we talk about on this podcast. I'd be like, oh, do you guys want to c- talk about the Pablo Picasso exhibit that's going on at the Rochester Arab Museum Right now, and they'd be like, Girl, I want to talk about these fucking nuts. And I was not with it. I was <sighs> not interested in it. They're like Petey
4: Pablo? <laughs> are you talking about? Who's <laughs> right, <Pablo>? exactly. <laughs> I get you. And my
2: parents were older. My parents, my mom had me when she was 36. So keep in mind, I'm one of those kids who grew up with a lot older parents and my friends. I'm having a lot older conversations. I'm doing the twist to chubby checker and all this kind of bullshit (laughs) instead of whipping and naying. So I just, when you become older, I just always liked the sophistication, the conversation that I got from older people. Not even just men, like older ladies as friends, hanging out with the older crowd at work. That's my crew. That's who I vibed with making those dirty jokes, double (laughs) entendres, da-da-da-da. So I get it. And I hate people always try and throw that out there like you're a gold digger. And we get into that a little bit later in the episode Mm -hmm. with Riley. But you're a gold digger. Oh, she's just gonna take your money when you die. Nah. Nah. Y'all niggas just suck in your conversation skills. Not all of you. I'm not coming for anyone. But that's just what it is.
4: Yeah, I... I It's it's, similar because the same with Hubby. mm -hmm. His mom was older and I think that's kind of the same for him. Like he likes a lot of older shows, music that he has memories of and stuff like that. And then I may be a couple of a little bit older than him. But yeah, I think I guess it does have to do with your, your growing up in your environment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a, a yeah a young lady who who's at the campground who her dude's 75. And she just it is what it is. And I'm waiting for the next one that I can groom into being. But yeah. All right. I, I, don't, that's I
3: just,
2: don't knock it. I, yeah, yeah, I don't knock and, it
3: either. Dean is 10 years older than me. And that is the largest age difference I've had with anyone since I was 16 and we won't go into that age difference because neither of us <laughs> knew how old the other one was
7: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: anyway yeah uh, it happens. but like I as I get older I definitely like Dean and I were just talking about this the other day I definitely have an appreciation for older men now like like uh, was uh, Oscar Isaac we watched Dune and I was like, Oscar Isaac can be my daddy. Oh, okay. I would know him, like even him in like Star Wars just a few years ago. I did not find attractive at all. But now that
4: he's like gray and grew a beard, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. Okay. Well, that's like the Isley Brothers when they mm-hmm. did their versus mm-hmm. thing that they did earlier. The Hell, like Hello, Woman were like, uh oh, is that one Isley? <laughs> he could be Zaddy. Like that was yeah. a lot. That was a big thing.
2: And I think it's
4: be- what it is too. Is if we look at it and think about it, I was saying this the other day. Look at we're a lot younger than what our parents were. I think at our age. So I think that. Yeah. A age difference doesn't become as prevalent as it is when you're 20 and you know 60 or 70 or whatnot mm-hmm. I think my whole thought was because I feel like we know grandpops mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> it, like he seems so much older than what whatever he may be but I loved how she was so interested in his life and found that everything was so interesting she and it paid wasn't in a, attention
3: um, she paid such close attention that yeah. she saw the actual granddad which he had never shown anybody else. And he well, freaks out about that. I like that,
4: that she, was, she was like, I'm comfortable with who I am. I, I am who I am. I would love to be a part of who you are and who, what your life entails. I love that. Yeah. Like when she was saying that, you know, she wanted to be a main character. I was like, first of all, right. Oh, we're going to play that girl. one. Because those are bars. Was, yeah. But I just thought that she, yeah, what you're saying is is very true. She was very, because everybody else was crazy that we know of. Mm-hmm. And then they were very self-centered, the women that he's dated. So I think that that was the difference too, is that she was like, oh wait, I was like, she's really into him. Like not fakely, but for real. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Right.
3: All right. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No. That's, I, that was. I'd like. There were. I want to talk more about what you just said, but we will talk about. As let's see, did I? Yeah. As the date continues, Robert regales Ebony about his times with MLK and Jesse Jackson. About Jesse Jackson threatening to cut his nips n- his nuts off because he he touched MLK's sandwich. She's amazed at his adventures, and Ruckus brings the check to the table, and much to his shock, Ebony picks it up. Back at home, Granddad is telling the boys that Ebony is different and that he's checked her out. Riley is concerned. Here we go. You just won't learn.
1: I checked her out. I'm telling you, she's wonderful. Better than wonderful.
4: You sure she's not going to hurt anybody?
1: Almost positive.
4: All right, Granddad, go ahead. Fall in love again. He's doing it again, Huey. I can see it in his eye.
1: She's coming over tonight, and you two are going to behave. Got it?
4: Why don't you just sign your retirement benefits over to her? All your bank accounts, too. You just met her yesterday. What's taking so long? Shut up. And you, you an enabler. Enabling ass nigga.
3: (laughs) So that's what we were just talking about. Riley is certain that this woman that granddad just met can only possibly be interested in him because of his money where she thinks he has money. Huey is is not very vocal about how he feels. He just basically wants Granddad to be careful. And I think Huey is taking a very appropriate approach to this, where he's like, Granddad, you make terrible choices, and those choices have consequences that usually hurt us or someone else in the neighborhood. So maybe you should just not do this so fast. Whereas Riley is like... Just saying that enables
4: him. Just go. Why are we wasting our breath? I don't know what it is. So
3: the next evening, Ebony, the Dubois, and the Freeman family are all having dinner at the Freeman home. They're having a chat about Robert's past relationships and are all happy that he's met Ebony. Just then, Ruckus shows up. He begins interrogating Ebony about her work. She tells how she works for a nonprofit who helped cure Patterson's disease. When Sarah hears this, she tells Ebony how her grandmother had had it. And then she, sobbing, hugs Ebony and thanks her for saving her Nana. Of course, all of this, like what I didn't say there was nobody believed her at first because she was... Uh, what's her name? My brain. I never just... never heard of it. Yeah, and... they had never heard of yeah. it, and Sarah was out of the room. She was the only one who had heard of it. So when she came back, everyone was like, oh, "Oh, this is this is real." Okay. Later, as everyone's leaving, Tom and Sarah talk about how amazing Ebony is, and when Ruckus comes in, and he says it's all a trap, Robert shoves him out the door. Even Riley and Huey can't find any fault with Ebony though Riley still thinks she's just going to wait until he dies to take his money. I love the the last line of that scene. He's, let's call her a businesswoman. Because again, he just thinks that this is all a business transaction, it must be. Next, we see Robert in his bathroom looking at himself in the mirror. He steps out of the bathroom and into the bedroom where Ebony is standing there, nightgown on and with a glass of wine in her hand. She sits on the bed as Robert does a little dance, takes off his robe and then turns off the light. He's also wearing his bunny slippers. They begin to make love, and she asks if they can turn on the lights. Robert is a bit insecure about this, and Ebony understands. So one question that came up for both kind of Dean and I as we were watching this one, why did he do a little cute strip tease dance to make her laugh and then get insecure?
4: Yeah, I didn't get that either. I <laughs> so was like, what do you mean you wanted the lights off? You just were in a banana. House. Like, what?
6: <laughs> like what, what was that about? But I... She didn't want him to see his old face.
3: Oh, that's got to be For it. Real.
2: For real. That's what I was going to say. Also people like right when you're doing a sexy dance you have control of the room. You yeah. have control of the situation. When you're if you're really fucking you don't know what the fuck. I'm a lights off person because I'm a control freak. <laughs> Turn the lights off. I don't want you to know what I look like when I'm all out of sorts. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. Okay. Okay.
4: And you gorgeous so <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I didn't no. Think about the old face, yeah, yeah. And I'm I, sure, I feel like the old face probably came pretty quickly. <laughs>
6: I'm, I'm, I, I, I and then I was gonna say, especially because Grandpa's a little bit older, his old mm. face is probably like quick and, and pretty like long lasting. You know i
4: like,
3: I mean, I'm I'm actually
6: trimmer, Like they thought he was. Like, I feel you know, like they, they would have
3: showed it. him taking Viagra or something if he had an issue with that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like
4: maybe Granddad oh, still has all of that going.
6: Some people yeah, just got. Yeah.
4: I, just, I think also because <laughs> they've never been approached before. They're like, this was a, if you want to call it a love scene, this was the first love scene that I can recall that it was that like apparent what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's probably why that wasn't, that topic wasn't. But anyways, he he tries to appear that he's in good health. He was jogging earlier in the episode. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what, that's what it was too. That she was attracted to him because he maybe still be in somewhat good shape, intelligent. She liked to hear his story. So maybe that. And it's not like too, but. it's
3: not like he can disguise the fact that he has a belly. Whatever he's wearing, yeah. you see it. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah.
4: If this was on now, they definitely would have had a blue chew like reference or commercial in there. Somewhere. Something, yeah.
3: something sure. having to do with maybe not even the blue pill because that's kind of, I don't want to say mainstream, but that's normalized now. But like some kind of joke about an extend it. it extends pill or
4: something. Yeah. The one that makes you I was you saying bigger. like blue chew, like that's a popular, that's oh, a, like the popular okay. thing. right now.
3: I, yeah, yeah, I did like that. that's on
4: all everybody <laughs> using them at like a sponsor. It's all over the place. It's like the new one you it, it, it comes, it the, yeah, it's not It comes discreetly to you. You don't have to have a, a prescription. You just go on the website, answer a few questions, talk to the doctors, which you don't really talk, you just answer questions back and forth, and then they send it to you every month. All so
3: right.
4: yeah. It's a new thing. It's a new thing that the kiddos do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sometimes those kiddos. new things turn out scary. That's all I'm saying.
4: <laughs> yeah. At least but they're actual. It's It's something such a low dose that it's not supposed to cause any long-term effects because people that are taking them may not necessarily need them health-wise. But yeah, so it's.
2: And I'll leave the conversation where my sister, the advice my sister passed on to me when we were having the, why do you like the lights off conversation? And she said, my oldest sister, Lindsay, if you're worried about what you look like, you're not fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer.
3: (laughs) So there that. That that is the best fucking answer right there. (laughs) If you are are doing it right, you aren't Mm -hmm. thinking about the fact that, that they're not and they're not looking at you like that either. They're nope. probably yeah. got their eyes closed or crossed, or it's like, it's like at...
5: that. So there, there's a in this little kind of side similar story is that uh, Mark Hamill told about when they were shooting the first Star Wars and they were in the trash compactor and the, his hair was all wet and then he came the, the next scene he's all clean and dry and so he he asked Lucas about he goes shouldn't I be wet and stuff and Harrison Ford stops. Kid, this is not that kind of picture. If they're looking at your hair, then you're doing something wrong. Oh, Amen. <laughs> <not.
4: laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. See, now you guys make me feel bad where I'm like all critical about the adult films that we watch, the pronos. Oh, no, I do that but with I'm like, that. Why are the, her, her? shoes are ugly. Oh, my God. It, those earrings
2: are different. That, that is something different.
3: That is head. absolutely different. Nope. That is on film for mass consumption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's it's they planned that.
3: They wore those earrings <laughs> on purpose. Let
6: a porn yes. movie display. It's okay. It's not, let it go. Just let the <laughs> porn play. It's, all right.
3: I had a boyfriend once a million years ago that told me that I should direct porn because I was always so critical of all the sh Oh like, yeah. that is not comfortable. That is not an angle that you would right? do if the camera was not there.
4: Who wants nobody his wants to face be on there? An, an island of the kitchen? Right? No. Right? I, like, she nobody. has her
6: first five like four movies already like directed out. In <laughs> For
4: sure, I, I might make-up. know some people who would talk to you about that. But anyway, I'm like serious. I'm like, I'm gonna we gonna hire some like makeup student, like <laughs> cosmetology students, to come and do the makeup and keep that shit. Oh yeah. I, If I have to buy the outfits, I will. Like I do not (laughs) want to see you wearing something that you should have worn in 1984.
3: (laughs) Next, we see Ebony and Robert on a date at the art museum, then walking on the beach, followed by playing rock band with the boys. Finally, they're watching the sunset. While doing so, Ebony is asking Robert about his adventures with all of the characters in his life.
0: I just love your life. You have these crazy adventures with these bizarre characters and it's so much fun. Never thought about it like that seem like a bunch of problems to me. I love it that you fight people with a belt. I love it that you're friends with a pimp named a pimp named Slickback. I love that Riley thinks everything is gay. I know I shouldn't like any of these things, but I do. Yeah, I guess
1: it is kind of fun.
3: I want to be a character.
1: Uh, cameo or reoccurring?
7: Regular.
3: <laughs> Without going into any potential deeper meaning, because I think we, I'm going to have Dean talk about that a little bit when we get to the end of this. That scene to me was one of the most sweet and sincere things I've seen on this show that, like, we finally think that maybe Granddad is getting the woman of his dreams. Mm -hmm. Like, genuinely, she is everything that he wants. And she thinks all of his stupid shit is funny and cute.
4: (laughs) And can handle it. It was the sweetest. Like, I found myself like, oh, my God, I could have totally seen that in a rom-com or, you know, something else. Right? Yeah, that was very sweet. And it showed also how she took the time to, like I said, once again, and not being about her, but being about integrating in his life. He had responsibilities still. I love the rock band thing because that was how Hubby and I spent so many nights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like, I was like, I wish we could find the whole rock band set now. like
3: that. We have it. (laughs) Come over. We've been cleaning out (laughs) our storage and I keep finding pieces
2: of our rock band set, but I don't Mm -hmm. think any of it works anymore. My husband still plays that shit. That's like Ugh. his de-stressor, since I'm not fucking right. but
6: uh, <laughs> Your husband's cool.
2: <laughs> yes, oh my God. Like, he's got to meet. He he loved MJ. He's got to meet you all. But <laughs> y'all have never witnessed what's about to happen. Like, when you're like, oh, we thought he found it, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh-huh. Like, y'all haven't either ex- been through this yourselves, mm-hmm. or just watched a friend go through it. Like, he found it. Too good to be true. Mm -hmm. it was like you definitely waited for the
4: other shoe to drop right like i was like okay let's get over the hump now let's
3: talk about that because that's that let's move on because that's what granddad that's what his experience is so back Mm -hmm. at home robert and the boys are talking about ebony
1: she's the perfect woman what's the problem she's too good for me is that what she said no she says she likes and accepts me for who i am so what's the problem she doesn't know the real me no one normal can love the real me have to do something drastic before I screw it up. I should try to be someone totally different. You know, like Tyrese or Chris Brown, someone who's not a dorky old man. Yup, makes sense. And I shouldn't tell her how much I like her. Women like to chase, don't they? Yup. Soon as she thinks she's got me, she's gonna move on to another old man to satisfy her sick old man fetish. Nah, she probably
5: just got a young nigga on the side.
1: Another man? Of course. With all these young men with good blood pressure running around, and he's probably be buff, too. Yup, real buff. Like Paris buff?
4: Nah, like 50 Cent buff.
1: Oh, no! He probably spent all his time in the gym getting strong. I bet she thinks of him every day, even when she's with me.
4: Especially when she with you. Granddad, this is silly. She obviously likes you. Just relax and be yourself.
1: Myself? Nah, that'll never work.
3: <sighs> no one can love the real me. I should try to be someone different.
2: But that is the thought. Like, I picked this one for so many reasons. First, that is the thought process of so many of y'all fake motherfuckers Mm -hmm. out here, not even Mm -hmm. just in romance, in friendship, in business, and everything. It's all about putting, projecting this image of what you think other people want. And other, yeah, they respond doing the same. And y'all get caught up in this fake bullshit. First of all, if you, if I meet, MJ and I start dating MJ and I'm fake as fuck to impress MJ. That means you have to keep up this fake as fuck persona for for the rest of your fucking life. You want to do that? I don't want to do that.
4: It's tiring. (laughs) Like, and you just, and then you're blocking your actual true blessing and meeting somebody who could be there to love the real you, the real you in all of your flaws. That's so much more rewarding than you putting up a front and then being in this fake ass relationship.
2: And then one um, day you get tired or sick and you don't want to do it anymore or you can't do it anymore. And then that person is out the door and you want to write them off as, oh, well, she was a gold digger. She was with me for my money. She's this and that and this and that. Nah, dude, you came into this with a fake persona. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I've been through this shit, Uh y'all. Yeah.
4: And so have I. And and it's damaging to the person that's involved with you because that person was all in. And no matter what you were putting out there, they thought that's what was the real you. So now you've then hurt somebody where they're probably going to go and hurt somebody else. Yeah.
3: Or at least you know, not trust somebody difference. because of you. Yeah. 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 I'll so yeah. And we don't know how long, like how many, we know approximately how many dates this was, but we don't know if it was all like in the same week or if it was spread out over a period of time. Yeah.
4: Because they do like to make stuff seem a whole lot longer than what right. it is. And then grandpa's in Cuba for a, a day or whatever it was like. Right. Which it seems makes like it was total, weeks.
3: like we will get into why that, whole idea of it being how long or how short something is. Yeah. <laughs> but this so is something I love about this show is that you never really quite know how much they're showing you until the no. reveal at the end.
2: Yeah. yeah. And to and the old men out too. there. Go ahead, Linz. Yes. Shut up. (laughs) Listen, I genuinely have liked every old quote unquote man I've dated. I do not, I never dated for money. I didn't fucking have to, not to sound like a fucking dickhead. I didn't have to. And it just is what it is. I just like people. I'm a sapiosexual. Danielle says she hates when I say that. She hates that term, but I am. If you can wow me with your intelligence and your wit and shit, I'm just like, I'm all in. But if you are going to get on this funny shit, which I said earlier, oh, I dated, almost dated an older politician. I'm going to tell you exactly why it didn't work out in a few moments.
3: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Robert goes to the local Radio Shack to buy spy equipment to track Ebony's moves. Because he thinks it's
5: called, though. What? Shady O-Rack.
3: Shady O'Rack, that's right, Shady O'Rack. He buys a GPS device and places it on her car. As she's going about her business, Robert and Ruckus follow behind. They spy on her in a yoga class and see that she's getting help from an attractive man man in her class and talking to all the other men. Robert is brokenhearted. Ruckus, of course, is egging on the fact that she's so beautiful. What would she
4: want with him? Well, that's because he likes her. Right? Right.
3: That's Uh, why he was
4: (laughs) to
3: As Robert and Ebony are out together later, she sees that Robert has an earring in. It's a bell, which for some reason, when she brings it up to him, he gets really sensitive about it. As he's being defensive about it, he starts imagining all the other men around are leering at Ebony. This makes him terribly jealous. He starts yelling at everyone around, telling them to stop looking at her. Then he finds someone he thinks is the weakest looking man among them and goes to hit him. Next thing we see is Robert holding an ice pack against his head. He apologizes to Ebony.
1: There's so many younger, sexier men out there, like bald Boris Kodro, or the British sophistication of an Idris Elba.
0: Robert, I don't want to date those guys. I've already dated those guys.
1: What? (laughs) I'm kidding. Woo! Thought you was a hoe for a second.
3: An asshole.
2: Exactly. She dated those guys and
3: found out she didn't want them. She wanted somebody with some more substance, and she's saying that to you, and you're calling her a fucking hoe? Mm-hmm. yeah why are you wearing a
4: t-ball or whatever those things that's what on <laughs> his ear
3: like he was a johnny Depp scarf and a, a fucking jingle bell on his ear yes
4: it was horrible. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs>
3: and also i it, this idea that to the the only way to be attractive is to be a a muscly like perfectly chiseled man really needs to go away just in general i i mm-hmm. know that In this, it makes total sense because Granddad thinks that's that's got to be the ideal body, and I definitely don't have it. But just I I I wish more men would realize more men presenting bodies realize that we like all of them.
4: Same, and I'm sure they say the same thing about us. That's what (laughs) was interesting about this was that was the underlying message: like men still go through the same Mm -hmm. kind of insecurity, and they have a standard to meet as well through media and whatnot. They didn't put somebody big, and they didn't put. Tracy Morgan in the role of Thor, you know, or, <laughs> right? or something like that, like, no, yeah. You just
3: did that muted and now you have to, you have to go on mic to do it.
5: <laughs> no, Loki, no, no, no,
3: Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so funny.
4: Is,
7: no. It no. <laughs>
6: funny.
4: <laughs> have you,
2: I um...
6: well, was grandpa going to shame when grandpa was like, no
2: right, Th- right that is a why i picked one. the clip yes. yes y'all already covering it though that is why i fucking hate <sighs> that shit from men i mm-hmm. hate it and so many of y'all fucking do that shit i not the old politician but i definitely had a guy i was dating before we were not in a committed relationship and he asked me out and i was like oh i got an i'm with i got another date which was my husband and he was like Well, that's kind of ho-ish of you. Is it? Mm -hmm. Is it, nigga? Because we are in the same friend circle. I know you're fucking other people. Mm. (laughs) Of course.
5: Right? Move to the left with that. Okay? And, and, you know, and... Guys, guys, fuck other guys, fuck women. But where do I mean? Are they all fucking the same woman? Is that what they're thinking? These guys who yeah. say this stuff. Sometimes. oh It's only the one hoe. No, no. There's it's, only one hoe. Everybody else is a virgin.
3: It's all about the fact that when a man fucks a woman, his penis changes the shape of her vagina so that every other oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fucking finish that sentence. It's so not, fucking we, dumb. Oh, Think. Like, that's
6: so much cap right.
5: We want we we want to know somebody who knows what they're doing, and it's not like. Like, you just learn that on your own. There's, and that's what I was going to say.
4: If she is a hoe, and one, I believe that we, we don't shame. Mm. It could be a king for somebody. It you could go, just be somebody being trying to be sexually free and, that. and liberated. Yeah. There's nothing wrong, I think, with women understanding who they are sexually, and you go through shit. And that means you have to try different ones and different things and go through some bullshit and learn some shit to be able to be that perfect um, sexual partner when you get with somebody that is like your soulmate or you want to give everything to. Mm-hmm. I think a real man appreciates and respects that. And when you're in a real adult relationship, you can be honest about your past and it could either be a benefit or if one of the people are insecure, then it it could be a detriment. But that wouldn't be the only thing. It's going to be that or something. Let it roll
3: off your back or let it be a growth opportunity. Let it be a chance to... I, I don't know about any of you out there, any listeners out there, but I hated sex for the first, like... While mm-hmm. until it started feeling more comfortable and I was more comfortable with myself. So not having sex would equal sex being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like just physically. <laughs> I don't know. I. It seems like such a stupid fucking thing to even, like what fucking year is it? It's.
4: What, I mean, six, it should be a thing that actually unites us all because right. for the most the part- The sexual revolution was, was in my sex. mom's youth. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm one of the weird people like hubby goes, I always go, I wonder what kind of sex they have. I look at couples or <laughs> I look at people I go, my bed is good. I bet it's not. And it's just because I. everybody is sexual for the most part. Majority of our society is. And it's something that we have in common. And it's something that we all have questions about or something that we may be a little shy about or whatever. Like we all have the same emotions surrounding it.
6: But then AIDS came around and reverted people. Yeah, that allowed people to be judgment. Although, yeah. It's going to be more common for people to be like, 10 and 5 threesomes and and just being more sexual now but definitely from like the 80s to the 90s it was not very you know it was taboo for you to do anything outside
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll say the 80s to fucking 2015 like it's Mm -hmm. it's I think it's just now because there are more there's more access to that information and people are one one channel alone a TLC they love putting shit like that like they love having shows like that so when you have more platforms that are broadcasting it and showing showcasing it or putting a shining a light on it the numbers start to go in a different direction as far as what's acceptable and what's not and plus the, I think people are starting to just get get the fuck out of my business
3: it's also who's into. who's coming of age right now and who's driving the narrative and a lot of yeah. those 20-somethings are they're growing up in a world where the vaccines for HIV are starting to hit the market yeah. Yeah. we our generation grew up with AIDS basically starting at our birth. So we mm-hmm. grew up, like, basically, you should be terrified of having unprotected sex because yeah. Yeah. not just because you might get pregnant, but because you could die. Where yeah. Whereas most STIs are completely
4: treatable or... It, or which is why they change it from disease, right, right. To, now it's to, infection, uh, yeah. infection instead of
3: yeah. disease. Which I yeah. fully, I love the idea that because again, being driven by this younger generation that isn't embarrassed, people are talking about things more. You hear more women talking about their periods. You've got advertisement that that full on says that women take a shit, and I fucking love that right. because yeah, I right. hate all of the like.
6: Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> I hate all of the bullshit, like, fakeness of society. And I know that this is my autistic brain. I'm constantly questioning why everyone has to be so uptight. And so when oh, I yeah. see things like that, it just, it makes me happy. When I hear in in a Facebook group that I'm in, people talking about, um, Testing for STIs and how completely normalized the conversation is and how people are being supportive of each other and telling them what to ask for and reminding them what doesn't get done regularly because there are certain yeah. STIs that don't even get tested for anymore because they are so prevalent.
4: Yeah. So And it's I think it's it has to do with the our increase in providing better medical, you know, treatment. In most states. It also with <laughs> at our age, you have to get a, a letter to be able to go to the doctor by yourself <laughs> right. as a, a young woman. Now you can be 13 years old. And make an appointment to go get your first, you know, pap smear or whatever. So it's allowing, it's having those conversations. It's allowing us not acting like, oh, no, 13 year olds don't have sex when we know that they do. So let's make sure that they're informed and that they're taken care of, not listening to their friends who go to the Planned Parenthood which may or may not be open or look at Texas right now. I don't even think they allow Planned Parenthood to be open. For a second there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say
3: Planned Parenthood is probably the best thing that ever happened to uh, sexual education and sexual health. Yeah. But yeah. it because our country is the way it is and we are governed by the people we are governed by, everything has to be made political. Yeah. <laughs> so it like
4: bullshit yeah and a woman's right a woman's reproductive system and health should not be but that's like i said look at texas yeah. it is still made the platform and it's still governed by idiots who have never a day in their life had a period or a, a child or, nope. or anything else so yeah it yeah. Uh, it's there are definitely some pluses and things that i like to see 16 and pregnant they're giving credit to that show as many fucked up women as they may have produced from it but anyway <laughs> as adults but they have, they do credit that with the reduction in in teen pregnancy in the country. I
3: absolutely Uh, believe it. When my oldest stepdaughter was in middle school, I think it was one of her friend's sisters got pregnant and had a baby. And I absolutely 100% credit that for to be the fact that most reason why most of her friends don't have kids yet. mm -hmm. Like they learned early on that having a baby is going to be awesome one day. Yeah. (laughs) but right now, Not not so much.
6: And if you remember at least now that when, when you think back about it, people in high school stuff, when we were in high school, if they were pregnant, they end up being taken out of school. So mm-hmm. you didn't release it before they know. started to the show. So you never really saw that.
7: Yeah.
6: Now you'll have a girl that they won't necessarily take out of school. i understand they're still friends when they still communicate. They're not being sent off, So they're able to they see it more to be across. like, ah, I don't want to do that.
4: Yeah. yeah, They sent our girls to continuation school. They could be there maybe until they started showing. And at that time, everybody knew because for some reason, everybody, all the girls like to talk about it in high school, but they did not finish there and they were not even able to walk with the class even after mm. they had the child.
3: I remember when I was in high school that there were girls that were visibly pregnant when I was there, but I don't remember any of them still being there when they had their baby, but I don't yeah. know if that's just one of those things where they had the baby and then they were gone for six months because they just had a baby or they had to go somewhere else or they dropped out or whatever. I don't have that memory.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know that none of them, I don't, I and i knew clearly a couple that were pretty close but they were not allowed they were very they were uh, motivated and recommended very highly to go to the continuation school because it was going to be so much easier on her when the baby came
6: i you went know? to catholic yeah. school so you can guess the answer if i saw oh you mean nobody <laughs> nobody
3: had sex at catholic school uh, my, uh, uh, my sister was went to Catholic school. I totally know that that's
2: not true. <laughs> I am a Nazareth like, girl. We were called the Hose on the hill. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Damn. Go ahead, hubby. Damn. But
4: yeah.
6: I, I was just gonna say I agree. Girl, girls who went to Catholic school, they were they were a lot easier to to get them to <laughs> go somewhere with you after school than it was necessarily girls going to public school.
4: I mean, yep. he. There's one specific school out in the More Bay Sex area ed. of growth. They called like they, yeah, they called them their name of their school is a Dublin.
6: Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't there when this day was too
4: Right, this, right. Yeah.
6: <laughs> it's a double H. It's a double H word, holy, and
3: then yeah,
4: yeah. And out here, in Saint Francis, they we called the Saint Francis go the the Saint Freaks. That's what they were known as.
3: Uh, I I hate that I remember what the nicknames were for the Catholic kids when I was growing up, but they were not. They weren't sexually based. They were all about, like, them being unattractive. (laughs) Uh, uh. Right? Like, it's stupid shit that teenagers did. But, yeah, I remember, like... When I was a freshman in high school, one of my best friends who went to Catholic school was like, my mom still thinks I'm a virgin, but I give the best blowjobs at school. And I'm like, okay, oh. this is all right then. All right, let's 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 see. Where were we? Back at home. home. Yeah. Back at home, out on the back porch, Robert is sitting on the steps. Riley is giving him grief for fighting for her. Granddad tells Riley that Ebony is going to give him another chance. Riley then brings up how long it's been since she called him. Robert goes to leave her a very pathetic voicemail. Now, one of the things that was really funny about that scene was Grandad was basically like, I'm not going to listen to you. And then he continues to listen to Riley, and then digs yeah. in even harder. And yeah. so then Robert, was, oh, what was that? It was very sad. It was, it was so, like, stop. Oh, it was stop. so sad. <sighs> it got sadder. <laughs> Robert returns to the bench where he sat with Ebony during the sunset. Watching other couples walk by and feeling sorry for himself, he checks his phone. No new messages. He goes back home and starts depression eating and crying. He checks his phone again. Still no messages. He retreats to his bedroom, checking his messages again. Nothing. Riley bursts into the room, telling Granddad he's found her. She's in Malaysia. Huey tries to downplay it, but Riley thinks that she's there for the inexpensive male prostitutes. Robert decides... He's going to Malaysia. So then (laughs) the next scene is Robert arriving in Malaysia and he starts traveling from village to village asking everyone he finds if they have seen her. Eventually finding her, he asks her why she left without saying anything. She says, it's been 16 hours and the (laughs) flight is 12 hours long. (laughs) She says she tried to call, but the phone doesn't work here. She tells him that she's there because of the typhoon.
0: shocked that you came all the way out here, but it's not healthy. Look at you. You look exhausted and stressed, and I I don't know. I I don't want to have this effect on you. You don't look happy.
1: I'm happy? What made you think I'm not happy? It was all just a big misunderstanding. (sighs) Well, since I'm already here, I might as well help out with the relief effort.
0: Robert, we have to slow this down. No, let's speed it up. Let's go faster. Robert, you'll be fine. Next week, you'll have some crazy adventure with another woman. You won't even remember this little episode.
1: I don't know. I'm not too sure I have many episodes left.
3: That was another one of those kind of poignant and little bit heartbreaking scenes because it's you are definitely finding out that Granddad was falling in love with her and that mm-hmm. she, it could have been perfect. But let's go back to that 16-hour thing. That means that he took off after her after four hours. Of not
4: hearing from her, and
6: I just realized that. <laughs> I thought he was like, oh, just, no, right? You do hours, like, four, four hours that hours you had left, like thirty. You go to sleep. Like,
4: you had to buy. You were eat, he was eating uh, ice cream and calling yep. her doing all kind of calm communications <laughs> that don't exist anymore. <laughs> Try to pager and send the telegram and all this shit, and it's, yeah. then you still had to buy the airplane ticket, then get to the airport. So like maybe two hours. Yeah, that he didn't really hear from her. Like, <laughs> and fucking
6: Riley. Uh, Riley would have heard that. be like. Grandma was a punk, uh, grandpa
7: yeah. a punk. Well, yeah. No,
3: yeah. Riley knew that it had only been a few hours. That, that I, like, he was there through all of that, giving oh. granddad a hard time. I don't, I, I think that it full on was Riley going, man, I wouldn't let that girl disrespect you. You haven't heard from her in how many hours? She's As if somehow on. this eight year old knows that four hours is some period of time that's important. <laughs>
2: Well, An two eight-year-old who'd never too. been with a woman. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So that was something I meant to comment on earlier when I picked that clip when Grandad's going on about, oh, she probably wants men with better blood pressure, this and that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Whoa. This is something I tell someone extremely close to me is in a new relationship. And I was like, bitch, you better not tell a single motherfucker about your relationship, even me, because this is what people do it's just like the kung fu wolf bitch episode where the friend is Mm -hmm. on the phone you should just Mm -hmm. kill that nigga Mm -hmm. stop telling people about your new relationships because they give you the dumbest fucking advice on how to engage how to enact she probably wants someone buff Mm -hmm. this is an Mm eight-year-old but even your weak-ass friends are often a bunch of haters i'm sorry So Mm -hmm. keep that shit to yourself. One, two, when I said shit didn't work out with that older politician, this is why. This was the level of shit going on. Like I've known you for a week. And I remember at one point I was babysitting my nieces and nephew and I'm trying to spend time with them. Like them, my niggas, like that was really like my love circle or whatever. And I told them, oh, I'm not gonna text you back for a while. I'm with my nieces and nephews. Child, I ha- I want to say I have 50 something text <gasps> messages from this man oh, no. in the span of a couple of hours. I was like, this is weird. And then we were supposed to go to dinner. And I remember I told Danielle about that Monday at work about everything that had gone on. And she was like, I was like, I feel really uncomfortable. She was like, bitch, don't go at <laughs> all. Yeah, oh, and
4: the rain. Exactly.
2: Like, no. What? And I, I took the advice and I did not. And that was that. But yes, go ahead, MJ. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, no, girl. I was gonna say that was that was yeah, that that is a sign to be like, you know what? Halt. Stop. Don't go any further. Because that is like I told you, I will, I'll get back at you. I'm with my family. Like, He probably was trying to find out where you were, probably driving around the city thinking you were at a certain spot or something. Like, yeah, that's crazy.
6: It just is contradictory also to everything that Grappler said he was. Like, respectfully, that's not what players Mm -hmm. and what I might have used to be when I was younger would do. If a chick ain't going to respond to you in two hours, well, you already didn't try to holler at somebody else. You're not sitting there flying 12 hours to go see her now.
2: And the player type, quote unquote, that I dated, they'll try and not answer you for four days to punish you. Yeah. Right. Like, how dare you? we be a mad that you showed it, up in Malaysia,
6: players are the best petty people, probably they are, <laughs> like, that's no
4: yeah oh. <laughs> all right. So
3: Granddad said goodbye or she said goodbye to Granddad. and he went back back at home. There's a knock at the door. Robert answers it to find Ruckus standing there in a tux holding flowers. <laughs>
1: Where she at? Where she at? Miss Brown! Miss Brown! Oh, I know she in there, Robert. And I can't hold my feelings inside no longer. Marry me, Miss Ebony Brown. Do me the honor of becoming Mrs. Uncle Ruckus.
3: No relation?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Horrible friend you That's are. That's his maiden name. Horrible raggedy. that <laughs> the tried to bring in there for her. Like... Right?
3: And no uh, one made you
4: think that you were just the, that one, like after you berated her and this talked This is to, the and, only black woman he's ever found attractive. Ever. So I guess he obsession. thought maybe that it was his time. Like he was going to get her. It, it was, was meant the first to one be. Special one. It's upset.
2: Obs- it's delusional obsession. Now, I have been on the receiving end and witnessed this yeah. shit. You guys have never seen this yeah. when you have that friend or associate. Let's say someone just hates on Tiara all the time. They're just talking shit about her, hating on her, hating on her. But this nigga is always asking you, like, oh, well, how's Tiara? Where's Tiara at? Did you hear Tiara did this? Yo, dude, we all fucking see you, you fucking psycho. And that's why I thought this was so funny about Ruckus. Like, you sit around and talk about this man or woman like a fucking dog. But then you're always like, oh, did you hear from them? Or what are they doing? (laughs) Or did you hear this? And they'll even try and rile up hate so that people, just so they can have an excuse to talk about you to other people. Oh, yeah. Oh, child, it is so creepy and weird. And it's just
4: like, why are you so obsessed? Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to sing where I carry to them, or like. And it's just like, I back in the day when I had energy for it, it was like, okay, cool. But now I just I see for what it is, and mm-hmm. uh, like I said earlier, use it for motivation, keep it going. But I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't even want to feel you know sorry for you because that's energy you don't even need to get from me.
2: Yep. You know. I, so
4: it's and then like you said, everybody. It's scary because people are a little bit more. They act more on their obsessions now than
7: mm-hmm.
4: you know. Previously, through through our lives, we've had celebrities and people, pop culture people that have unfortunately been killed by people that are obsessed over them. But now it's even more so. People feel like they have so much more of a connection mm-hmm. to you that they, they just, they're even more prone to jump. They're feeling froggy. They're going to jump.
2: And I really um, think it's because of social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we it, have no access. Okay. Meanwhile, they're just watching yeah. your page all day. You know what yeah. I mean?
3: It used yeah. to be that you would read People Magazine or National Enquirer like once a week. And yeah. now you're getting it well, I think every that, five minutes. I, I
5: think it started that the personalization with everybody with reality TV. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. then you're, you're right there. And this is them. But they're tabloid, they're real, the real them.
3: Tabloids <laughs> yeah. were a thing long before oh, yeah. that. And people were fucking crazy long before oh, that. I think good. that the, the perceived access to people... Is from social I mean, media? Absolutely. Look how many
4: people have been in people's houses, right? And these people live in Calabasas and very high security areas, and somehow they find out the way in, and they're in somebody's bed, mm-hmm. taking a shower, making themselves a sandwich, like this. And because it's of that, before you had fan clubs, and that fan club was just because you wrote in. Unless and it Unless you're, like, I want you to be know, of Selena's fan club, fan
3: club person yeah. who killed her.
4: Yeah.
2: You lie. Yeah. yeah I started. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying oh. to remember her name. <laughs> uh, Yes, yeah. YouTuber, I love Rich Lux. If you guys don't watch him, he's always... Takes out a little... I thought about it when you said blasting flies, the haters, blasting them with mm-hmm. saltwater guns. He starts uh-huh. every episode out, gotta get the Yolanda's out of the comments and then blast a <laughs> oh. laser gun. Sorry, <laughs> random. I like Rich that. Lux, I love check that. him out. No, I do yes. love that, though.
4: Love that. Uh, yeah, that's right there. That's another good facts right there. Facts, oh, yeah. no printer. Bex, Bex. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that is gonna catch on. <laughs> For sure. Don't do that. that. Stop.
4: <laughs> no, don't stop. I say no my son's creativity because he wants to break it down. He's on Nobody Uses Fax Machines anymore. I was like, no, it doesn't that matter. is not it
6: at all. I say fax, facts, F-A-C-T-S, and he's saying fax, fax, F-A-X. It's just two different things. That's all. I'm <laughs> yep, <It's> totally.
4: Hashtag <laughs> it. It belongs and now, to And now our right, friend has changed
6: it to where she's okay. So she says fax. Bags, like spelling it the right way and this still says no printer and now i'm like okay well that completely makes no sense now so why would you say no printer out of nowhere
4: <laughs> it's catching on It's, it's our... our... yes, uh, already. <laughs> belongs to jackson xavier don't know it. nobody try to you know claim it as their own well
3: after that giant show of appreciation robert tells ruckus that she's gone ruckus asks if she's ever coming back robert doesn't know but that she told him he doesn't love himself enough which of course ruckus agrees with because he's a black guy how can he love himself
0: yeah, um, hater. I didn't say the
3: words, but you know <laughs> what I mean. I do
5: uh, can say that.
3: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, true. We end with Robert in bed with his laptop, starting a new Facebook account. This one is a little more truthful and actually seems like Robert might be talking about himself instead of someone fake. So obviously one of the main themes of this was ro- was granddad realizing that all of this fakeness was drawing fakeness finally finding somebody who accepted him for him and then maybe starting to accept himself for himself but i actually would like dean if he wants to to tell us there there there's a little internet thing that he did that i found really interesting
5: as we know not maybe not everybody knows about this but this was aaron magruder's last season on the show because he was not he was fired after the end of the season and the speculation is he knew that this was coming, and because of the pressure that he was getting, basically he inserted himself as Ebony Brown, where Granddad is basically the production company. They're tr- they're trying to force him, a Granddad trying to speed things up they wanted to get to, part of the re, the biggest reason that he was that they at least that they said that he was let go was because he wasn't cranking out the scripts fast it enough too long and to, yeah. yeah so as he would as he was creating they would oh we need it we need it we need it and he's he, you know he goes his time is whatever it takes him. Whatever it takes him. So that was, uh, and and so like Granddad at the end. No, I want to speed it up. I want to speed it up. And he's and his whole point is he's saying I love all these characters. They're flawed and they're perfectly flawed in the way that they should be. And th- so this it's it's his love story and his heartbreak about what he thinks is what he knows is about to happen because he's we know he he, he, fun, he reads right? the future. So
4: especially <laughs> so. when he said, I don't know how many episodes they have left. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: That's, yeah, Then and we, when I was watching, I watched the, the episodes like four or five times in a row, basically. And I think it was after the third or fourth time that Dean came in and explained that to me. And I was, I watched it again. And I'm like, oh, now all of this sounds so, it feels so much more, like, I get it. Yeah. All of the times when Ebony is saying, I love all these things about you, even though it feels like maybe I shouldn't, but I do. It sounds like Magruder saying, I love these characters and I love this show, but I can't do it any faster than yeah. what i'm doing and if that's not even
6: though Ruckus is a racist he still makes me think a little bit about myself even yeah though, yeah he has that side like i still think about myself even when i'm talking about all these things that us black people are doing it yeah. still makes me self reflect
3: And it sounds like he's responding maybe to comments that are out in the world too. Out in the world, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I will say that too,
5: yeah. This season is basically 2010, I think, Mm. is when it was done. So, yeah, there was the internet was a thing for sure, Facebook and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So at that point in time, yeah, I'm sure he's getting tons of comments.
4: Oh my gosh, he just makes me love him even more. Cause that it, yeah, it's that. It seems like there's there could be nothing else but that from what the meaning of this episode is.
2: Yeah,
3: when you look at it with that in mind, it yeah. totally changes the whole thing.
2: Because it's it's a great
3: watch it. Right? It's one of those things where it feels like when if if I was watching this back when it was made, I would go, oh, I wonder if this is the last season. This Mm -hmm. sounds like they're coming to some kind of a resolution. Like I feel again, looking at it again from that point of view, it's oh, I can see Magruder basically saying, I know
4: this is gonna end. And if I look back on that time, that's really when Facebook was blowing up and people talking about things and boards, just certain fan boards and things like that were becoming really huge. So if I remember, I do remember fans, really big fans of ours, like friends of ours that were huge fans of the show saying they felt like it was almost over. And um, they also felt like a lot of the stories were being incomplete, like the episodes were incomplete. I do vaguely remember, especially like... um, Hummy's uh, fraternity brother, who was really, really, really huge, crazy fan. I remember him saying something back then. But they yeah. take
6: a break in between the second season and the third season? Like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was like because they started in
5: 2005, so the first season was 2005-2006. Next season was in 2006-2007, and then they jumped to 2010.
3: And that's probably why yeah. there so, was yeah, the, the complaint about it not being remember fast my enough. I
6: understand it wasn't the same when it came back. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, yeah, when it came back for season four, which was I think 2014.
4: Yeah, that definitely was it. We tried to watch it and I was like, no, no, thank you.
2: I've never even seen any of those episodes. I
4: think the very first episode I remember going, we can turn this off. It just like in the first episode, it was just all wrong. I do remember that. I remember that.
2: Granddad as a TSA. Sorry. (laughs) We're we're,
5: we're, we're talking about who played uh, Ebony. Who played Ebony.
3: The voice of Ebony Brown was Gina Torres. Uh, If you do not know who she is. Yes. yes. Lawrence Fishburne's ex-wife. She was in Firefly, which is what I really know her from. She was in Suits. Have you ever been with
5: the
4: warrior woman?
3: (laughs) Oh, she was in Matrix Reloaded. I forgot Uh,
4: about that uh, one. What you call it was on, right? Say that again. Meghan Markle? Which we Was it Meghan Markle on Suits? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I know who Gina Torres. Okay. That's how I know who she is. Yeah. Not that I watched, but I, I know because tall when... st-
3: statuesque oh yeah. black woman. Oh.
4: When Meghan Markle was becoming a big deal, they that like that the whole cast got some shine on them and some exposure that people didn't weren't aware of them. So that's how I know who she is. And then she was with Lawrence Fishburne until recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a couple of years yeah. ago. Okay.
5: Go watch if you haven't watched Watch Firefly. Go watch it. There's not much to watch, but she's
4: one of the best things about she, it.
5: And she and she's in leather pants. She's,
3: she, she's the warrior. <laughs> she's like the the fighter. Emma, uh, well, she's one of the two. But okay. She's, and she's married she's to Alan Tudyk's character. character. I love their okay. dynamic so much. It's so cute because he's just a dork. He, he's and, com- and completely she's smitten so with serious. him. With yeah. her. And he's yeah. just, oh, I don't know. there's so many, yeah, you should watch that just so that you can understand me and Dean more because, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was there, was only, there was a season
5: and a movie. Yeah.
3: yeah, a season and a movie and a graphic novel series.
5: Yeah, the graphic novel series has gone a lot, lot longer. <laughs> yeah,
3: definitely.
2: But on some real shit, y'all. Yeah. Yep, yep. They did not cancel that show because he was not putting out episodes fast no. enough. Real shit, if you're a Black person and you're very very talented at what you do, people will find a way, and I don't even want to say it's like a racial thing only. It's a racial, you will be targeted for racial reasons, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like if you won't play the drama of Hollywood mm-hmm. and get into that cult shit, like if you're going to make episodes about Tyler Perry and you're going to yeah. be very outspoken and you're going to reveal truths of society mm-hmm. and be a truth teller and all that shit, they will find a way to push you out. Oh, yeah. That is what it is. And that is... 1,000% likely what they've happened done it to situation. everybody
4: they've yep. done it to every man in the history whether mm-hmm. it's been political whether they've been musicians whether they've been i every not everyone, but i'm sorry a lot of black men
2: yeah how and many a lot of black women week? yeah yep yes, we sit black. here and we talk about the genius and the foresight yeah. and the creativity and the he's amazing uh, these people sat around saying the same shit and then someone said get him out yep
4: well he's putting some truth to shit too mm-hmm. the we've always heard about. <laughs> Just say, for example, the the dirty shit that women have to do to be able to get uh, you know, along in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he would have started to talk about that tongue in cheek? You know what I'm saying? What that's if he wanted? It oh, really. Yeah, he he, he was. Because she was, was yeah. ready to do that. He was. I yep. think he was fearless against it, that. So I think that's also something that they're afraid of. But you like gotta you said, do tell the truth too much.
3: Got to think about the fact that especially when
4: you're thinking about
3: women in Hollywood, that just recently has become a big enough story that people are actually believing back so like in the day. Pulled, yeah, yeah, and that took the entire life of Hollywood has been yeah. nothing but casting yeah. couches. Yeah. So what Aaron Magruder was doing was basically flipping off all of these people mm-hmm. every week, and they fucking hated it. And you know, it's like what you guys were saying, they knew that he was brilliant and he was innovative and that yeah. he could see the future basically. But that, well, that scared terrifies. them because it, yeah, because they were the bad guys in it's, his future.
5: It's, it's like Ted Lasso's therapist said, "The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off."
4: Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. There you go. And could you imagine now, especially with the platform like Netflix and Hulu and other platforms where he can take his take his show? Could you imagine if it was still on, but then they I were starting know. to do with that? He could have easily just been like, "All right, it's cool. I'm gonna go ahead and take it to Netflix because Netflix is bring it on over." There's we don't. We don't block creativity here. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it is going to still be on the same platform. Yep. If he will have an opportunity to say, "I don't want to be. I don't want to be quieted. I don't want to have the same restraints that I had before, and go somewhere where he's going to have all freedom."
5: It seems like HBO, with the stuff that they're doing on their own now, they seem to be taking. A lot more risks doom and patrol there... which is something you wouldn't normally Ooh, see no and it's brilliant and it's just it's brilliant and quirky and, and they yeah. took
3: one of their best the, the two best named actors in that and you don't see either of their faces hardly ever nope you've got the the one who's covered in burns and uh, he looks like uh, the rats. mummy he looks like the invisible man hmm. <laughs> traditionally and then you've got the one in a robot costume who you only see in flashbacks and those are the only two names that are recognizable before the show starts. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Was Lovecraft Country on HBO? Yes. Yeah. So I loved what they did with with Lovecraft Country. They did that same thing. They had some big names, but they weren't in roles that you would expect. Yeah. They had they had Michael the one with the scar from the Wire. My, yeah, the one that he just that died, just,
5: Jesus. Can't remember. But he played he yeah.
3: plays the uncle. He's not even in like a starring role and he was probably one of the biggest names on that marquee when that show came out yeah
4: yeah yeah yeah. yeah i love that they're and i think to they're taking because we look and we go certain shows could not be on right now like they were before yeah um and couldn't even i think have the same topics like for example one of the content creators we watched today showed an episode of we are one or whatever it was like a. it was based off of will smith's will smith and jada pinkett's life mm. back in the day it was on upn or cw or whatever back in the day Okay. But there was an episode where the son was off playing one. off from was it off one? Yeah. Yeah. I just remember that Lisa Ray was in it and she can't act a lick. The son was playing goldfish with his white friend and it was a Christmas party or something, and there was a lot of people there. And he ends up saying, Goldfish, nigga, and then doing a dance. And it first of all, it's funny because of the way they all mm-hmm. like how succinct he is when he says it. But I was like, that would not be an episode on any major television channel right now. I'm married with children. That's also something that would not be able to be out right now. So it's funny that HBO is actually going, you know what, we're going to try it. So shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm and other shows that they're rebooting that you would think "Mm, things couldn't be said in, in current times, but they're taking that. And I think they're trying to compete with Netflix, but they're also saying, let's allow people to have more control over their content.
5: Yeah, I think that HBO right now, like if you look even at John Oliver, who's the biggest social commentary on there, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. makes fun of HBO and what they call business daddy AT&T. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I do like that. He always, calls it that. always just fucking with them hardcore. So, yeah,
3: he'll start fake wars with places like uh, the Cheesecake Factory yeah. or <laughs> just for fun, but also to skewer them for some bullshit thing that they might have done In somewhere. PM6, I mean, yeah. Like I mean H- it's, it's
4: a way of holding them accountable. Yeah. It's calling them to the carpet and for me what what is amazing about that is the money that they bring in and the success that it is for the company does it it, does, it makes all that other shit mute to them. Like they don't care. Say what you say, make fun of us, talk about some of our practices because you're still making them successful. So it's funny how that that plays into everything that we do.
3: Yeah. All right. Anything else from this episode that you guys uh, wanted to talk about before we move on to our next part?
4: I want to say it's probably one of my favorites, especially knowing the backstory behind it. I think it's one one of my favorites.
3: I agree. I think this is probably one of my favorites. I liked the relationship between the two of them. I hated that it was only 16 hours. If that had been like a real kind of thing, I could absolutely see, I don't know. it, it It made me sad that Granddad couldn't quite make it work with the one that was perfect for him.
4: Yeah. It reminded me of all my crushes in high school. Yep. Like crying and listening to slow music yes. for six hours, eating ice cream, and then it was like, oh, okay. Then <laughs> <laughs> you're all right the next day.
3: <laughs> all right. All right. Are we ready for the yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it.
7: Welcome to Stupid White
5: People Questions.
6: You mean I'm gonna stay this color? <laughs>
5: kids how's everybody doing so th- for halloween <laughs> the weekend dressed as don corleone i don't know if anybody saw this it was out on the social out on the social medias he looked amazing spotless flawless job mm-hmm. and saw the picture he had done a number of pictures of that and i through this, I had also seen some prior ones that he'd done, which were also amazing. There was, however, a comment or something very similar to this comment that went along with it saying, Isn't this kind of whiteface and cultural appropriation? Uh-huh. So okay. and now so, and I, I, like I, know, I, I know Lindsay saw the thread yeah. uh, that went on. So
3: So I just I before we, you know, really get into it, I just want to point out that this man obviously paid a lot of money to get a really sophisticated mask created looks like one of those like mission impossible type things mm-hmm. like you you think that is what it is not makeup it is some kind of like silicone
4: prosthetic yeah.
3: thing like what that's not on, his uh, face Robin Williams
4: and, and mrs Doubtfire. like that was a, yeah a piece like you're saying and like you said yeah. lots of money Lots so,
3: like, my point with that is maybe on his hands, they lightened the skin color with makeup. But the reason, <laughs> first of all, the reason why is because white face isn't a thing. But also, The weekend wasn't doing that to pretend to be that character. Like, he, he had a mask on. If he had put, mm-hmm. taken white face paint and painted his face and said, oh, I'm Italian, that would be one thing. but. It's not any different than, say, Ving Ryan's character on Mission Impossible being the one wearing the mask, and the yeah. mask happens to be a white guy. So, I don't know. Usually, when
6: people are doing black faces to get laughter or make fun of somebody, and right. from right. him doing the Godfather, I don't think that was more of homage to a good movie that our culture and community likes. Not him trying to make fun of Italians or the. It was respectful. He was trying role. to
3: yeah. honor that yeah. character. And it was a character he wasn't he wasn't being a human being he was being a character from a movie wearing the clothes and wearing a mask like the hands are the only thing that i think that could be maybe like like pushing the line and even that it's only for the fact that when people are doing blackface we basically tell them don't change your skin color for the character if you can't make the character work without changing your skin color you're doing something wrong
4: this was was like there's always clothes or right. other characters this was a whole different level identify. yeah <laughs> hubby is... and i dressed as sandy and danny zupo and the... we
6: were Kenickie and rizzo <laughs> that's Zubo. even better oh, that is
3: even better that's, that's my beautiful. sister used to joke that she grew up wanting to be a sandy and turned into a rizzo oh yeah. was definitely Nothing like wrong i with wanted
4: that. to be, yeah <laughs> i wanted to be sandy and then the one time that i got to somebody it was Rizzo and I was like okay this is actually who I should be right but, tell yeah, me so, more tell me more
3: I, yeah, <laughs> so, I have my hair D dyed blonde Lousy I didn't put on a virginity yeah. <laughs> we
4: love it we absolutely love it our boys love it like they know it nice. so much already but um, never we seen didn't it. do anything other than he wore a t-shirt that said t-birds nice. I wore you know black leather pants a black mm-hmm. bodysuit I wore red lipstick it was so I didn't feel like we had to go through the whole process Putting on white makeup or to change our faces for that to come come across. Yeah, we've done Sons of Oh Sons of Anarchy. People were taking pictures with us. I was like, you guys know we weren't really in the show or for the, <laughs> the real. Yeah, we took pictures like we literally were on the casting crew. It was crazy, but nice. we didn't do anything other than wear the identifying clothes. That yeah. like that was it, and it came across. So I don't understand why that's such a hard task and yeah. concept. I feel well, like- those, yeah,
5: the, one of the, one of the things that popped up was about like doing the blackface thing and. A uh, guy honestly said, What if I what if I just really like Michael oh, Jordan yeah. and I want to honor him? You put on the fucking jersey. It says Jordan right Where there on the sh- goddamn ball- back.
3: And, and a horrible place staring. That's what all you have to do. Honestly. Like we were joking about it, basically saying, if you really want to go the whole mile, put on a bald cap, but you don't change the
4: color. Yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Maybe get the lengthening surgery and make me right. taller. Now. Well, like, I, you know, maybe if,
5: that. if I was gonna do, uh, I don't know which one it is on Kid and Play, the one that has the straight up hair. I uh-huh. mean, I would yeah. not change my hair color. No. To do You'd that. You'd
3: probably wear a wig. No. Yeah.
5: Or if I had that or long. Or do a your hair? hair yeah, a
4: thousand percent.
5: Yeah. And it is, would
3: mimic a thing that is well known about that character, and
5: then dress yeah. as he as like he somebody does. Somebody
3: who doesn't have the money of the weekend, wanting to do Don Corleone, Cor- what I say, Corleone. Corleone, Corleone would wear a suit a and the way he talks and two. the way he moves. They're they're not going to yeah. change their face yeah. to a look cigar, like. Look. Right.
4: Well, if that's... you went to any spirit Halloween store this past few months or fast past, past <laughs> right. weeks, you saw the gangster costume mm-hmm. nine thousand times, and none of it included makeup.
6: But like, so, someone doing blackface, they don't look like the person they're imitating. They just look like someone with blackface on. Mm-hmm. He actually, like you guys said, he has a mask on. So it can't be whiteface because he literally looks like Don Coleone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so he's it's wearing, a little different than him um, just yeah. changing his face. That's not yep. the weekend's face that we're
4: looking yeah, at. Yeah, when right he walks into the party, nobody would have been like, that's the weekend. Right. Nobody know right. that. You know what I'm saying? They'd have been like, oh, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, yeah. blah.
5: I mean, yeah. Uh, and, I, and by the way, it, I do, rec- I do highly recommend going look at his prior Halloween yeah, costumes because they were fine. fucking awesome.
4: Like, yeah. I, I like the, will be uh, ha- Heidi Klum. Yes. Like Heidi Klum. Yes. Yes. Is, if like, I had, had the money, it that would be year. me.
3: hundred percent. Yeah. I fucking Man, oh, love really? the idea I how much of money Halloween.
4: Every, yes. Uh huh. She does great.
3: Yeah. You great. know, I haven't I haven't seen what she's done in the last few years. Like back when she was with Seal and they had the kids. Oh, I, every year I would be like, oh, what did they
4: do? Yeah. I love Yeah, that I, don't think, I, I, think, I don't think I've uh, oh, God. Uh, maybe COVID didn't. I don't know. That's, uh, that's yeah. I'm, I'm like, about I'm looking at it now.
5: What about, and Doogie Hauser.
3: Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah. His, uh, him and his, kid, yeah, yeah. Him and his husband and his kids, you had the last few years have been doing really good with that too. Have to look for that. See exclusive photos of Heidi Klum's 2021 Halloween. Okay. Oh, my. oh okay. A one. okay. She, oh, wow. Wait. No, nope, I got an ad. Hold on.
4: <laughs> we were at a party and this one That's lady did boring. Ursula one. Well, she did Fiona one day and one looked day. Nice. so good. And the next day she was Ursula and she killed it, killed it. And I wasn't going anywhere. Oh, she should have won one. all kind of awards. It was really good. Heidi Klum's kids are 17,
3: 16, 14, and
4: 12. Wow. Oh, my.
3: I, it, I... When did that happen? That's Holy deep. shit. This is Dang. so, yeah, you should look up Heidi Klum's makeup for this year
4: because she did some really fucking i can't even it's yeah i'm gonna look it up because i thought she didn't i one we were you know, camping all weekend we we're camping we're like just i think she's a everything. zombie i think it's um, a zombie
3: but there's so much makeup and prosthetics like yeah yes that's so okay there's I a picture to one day
4: just be invited just be invited she doesn't have to talk to me i just want to be invited <laughs> and be able to do one yep you really good. I've
2: said this before, but this is the thing with us in blackface. Like we get the pageantry of wanting to get yeah. the perfect costume mm-hmm. and get it right and go viral and all this kind of bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And while there are, are, we know there are amazing things about being black. Everyone on this podcast, yeah. I'm sorry, uh-huh. Dean, is proud <laughs> about being black. Go listen to the pre-show and the story that was told there about what it is to be black. And then I want you to take a minute And kind of think about it, like walking around black can get you murdered. You Mm -hmm. can get shot for nothing more than walking down the street as a black person, driving down the street and you end up strung up in a jail cell, sleeping in your fucking bed in your own apartment and the police come in and murder you. And get away with it. Right. And no justice is served. That is what it is to also be black. There are also a lot of dark things that occur when you Mm -hmm. are black. And a lot of people don't like that I say it, but I consider us to be treated as second, if not third class citizens in this country. For example, please see January 6th versus the black lives matter (sighs) protests that popped off. Yep. All right. So let's go there. So when you say for one night, I'm going to dress up and I'm going to be Michael Jordan Mm and put my black makeup on and you have the time of your life partying it up, doing the get down challenge and whatever else you're doing. Oh, great for you. I'm glad you have fun. But then you hop in the shower and you go to work the next day and you wave to Bob, your friendly neighborhood police officer, and you have a great day in your white skin and you don't deal with worrying about getting Mm -hmm. shot down the street. So it's like to us, it's a slap in the face because you are enjoying All of the fun, not Mm -hmm. all, but some of the fun aspects of being a black person. Hey, guys, look, I'm black. I'm black. Michael Jordan. See how I dance. All this kind of Mm -hmm. bullshit, which is still a mockery. But then to you, Halloween ends and you're back to living in a world of privilege. Your best friend, Deshaun. Okay, he's walking down the street and trying to not to get shot while breathing. So that's what it is. That's why it's offensive. We've asked you not to do it. Don't do Just it. Just
4: don't do it, right? Mic drop on that point. Yeah. On that point. There it's you go. It's a perfect mic drop. Lindsay always has them. Don't, don't drop the mic, for. though. Those, yeah, are, you know, th- th- those are expensive.
2: <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> That's because I'm listening to y'all and taking notes. <laughs> Bye-bye.
3: <laughs> All right. All right. You guys have anything you want to promote on this? Let's see. This will be next week. So the second week of November when this episode comes out.
2: I don't, but there's a YouTube channel I really love called Belief in Fatherhood. You all should watch it. That's all. MJ, you got anything up to come? More podcast
4: episodes. I've, i announced a couple of things that I have coming up. If you guys have a chance to vote, please vote. Yes. I think the voting is going on until the 2nd, I want to say, of December. Oh. oh, yes. Mystic Roots, which is a huge, very talented reggae band that is out of Chico, California very good friends of mine as well I fell in love with the band 20 years ago and now i can con- really consider them friends they are playing in sacramento on the 20th but they're also going to do a live guest hosting spot on the podcast so cool. november 20th is when that will take place so if you guys like some good reggae music or if you're a fan make sure that you check on into menage with mary jane Maven podcast. I think with us,
3: what's the? Do you have the next disputed setup?
5: Not yet. I, it's. Uh, I think we're probably heading down the path of Black Dynamite versus Brock Samson. Nice. All but, right. So. I
3: hope. I hope yeah. 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 Look. you Look those characters up and and think about who uh, you would back in that fight because that would be a fun <laughs> one. All right. I hope everybody is surviving as we get into what is for a lot of us the hardest time of the year holidays are coming up and just everybody out there remember that whatever you're feeling whatever you're going through you're not alone reach out talk to a friend don't let the world get to you right now because we're almost through this shit and when we get to the other side we want to see you there so
4: very good i agree I all
3: right everybody we'll see you later I
2: uh, Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for Mr. Medicinal. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a
4: stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760 we 3 undo
3: shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes our intros hashtag make a change by kirk you can find them on spotify itunes and tidal. our outro is good times by audio binger you can find them on freemusicarchive.org and youtube